everyone, and hello, Angelique. Welcome Hi, back Sky. to the Dog Trainers Diary podcast. How are we? I'm very good in you. I miss us. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's been ages. I'm so it excited. Has. Yeah, but we're back and with a very cool topic, puppies. Puppies, who doesn't love puppies? And also, it's five days of Christmas, so it's a festive puppy episode yay <laughs> yes so we're not gonna be just talking about puppies today are we we're actually gonna be talking about socialization that cool word that everybody knows but i feel like there's still so many question marks around it so we're gonna be trying to answer all the questions um and give you some useful information yeah, you know, there's there's so much misinformation out there from well-meaning people, obviously. But yeah, we can just give you a few tips, pointers, especially now when lots of people are getting puppies. Set you and your puppy up for success so you can have the best life going forward. Yeah, because a lot of that, like what you do in those first maybe months or weeks, um, a lot of that is going to have a huge impact on the on just dog's life in general, your life with the dog. So why not start on a right pause, I always say, and, and just yeah, set your puppy, but also yourself for, up for success. Um, so we have a couple of points today. I think what we're going to try today is we're going to try to think about the questions that um, the new puppy owners always have um, or like some maybe points of confusion. And we're just going to, try to explore that puppy social socialization that concept from through those through those questions um are you ready angelique <laughs> can't hear you yeah ready yeah perfect right so um do you know what i'm gonna pretend that i just got a puppy and i have no clue about socialization so my first question to you is gonna be when do I start so I just got a puppy it's eight week puppy I just brought him home when do I start socialization um, when can I join the classes or when can I bring my puppy somewhere what do I do help me <laughs> okay <laughs> good because I get this almost every day with people asking yeah. So you actually want to start training straight away as you get a puppy. So at home, um, but you don't just, you don't want to stop there. So you actually also want to give your puppy some time to settle in. Because remember, a lot has happened now from where they've come from, whether it be a shelter or a breeder, anything. It's a big change, change being away from mom and from, from your siblings. So give them some time to settle in. Immediately start training at home. So that just means... Let them, you know, teach them things that are going to be useful for the rest of their lives. For instance, not rushing out of the door, waiting before you get some food, what's appropriate to chew, what's not appropriate to chew, you know, all those things that are going to be important to you. And this looks different for every house. You also want to start going on outings actually before your puppy is fully vaccinated. So it's not just me. If you go read up the American Veterinary Society statement, they, they say the benefits of socializing your puppy early outweigh the potential risks. So diseases are a real thing, like parvo runs rampant in South Africa. 
And a lot of people then want to wait until their puppy is fully vaccinated before joining classes. But, you know, it could actually be too late then. You've missed the socialization period, which is only about up to about four months. So you want to get as much in as possible before then while being safe. So that means obviously not going to dog parks yet because that is a high risk area. Or never. Or never. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, but yeah. you could potentially carry your puppy around in a pet shop. You could carry them around in a grocery store. You know, you could get one of those little puppy prams and your puppy could go along on walks and things with you because they're not they're not walking on the ground. You know, that's a lower risk. Um Take trips to your vet. Have them have really good experiences with the vet. If you have any other adult dogs that are friends, that are, you know, they're friendly, you could introduce your puppy to them as long as they're vaccinated and as long as it's in an area that's fairly safe. So what yeah, we yeah. do, yeah, for, for our school is um, we disinfect the grounds. So we do allow puppies that aren't finished with their vaccinations yet to join our classes, which I think it just makes the most sense because you are really taking advantage of that socialization period. Yeah. So I think we need to, what helped me when I, you know, when I just started or like working with puppies is understanding what are we afraid of maybe, or like how the disease is spread, right? Because it's not going to be that your puppy sees another dog from a distance and you're going to get sick if that dog is right. So it's mostly, we're talking about, you know, public places where a lot of dogs are walking on the grass, on the pavement, um, they might be peeing, they might be like, there's a lot of kind of, I don't know, I don't want to see like, but like, there's a lot of like touch to that, to that surface. So when, if you pee your puppy then, and then your puppy maybe licks something that that's where the danger comes from. So um yeah just if you just carry your puppy in in like a wee bag or like with their blanket or you know just carry them around they're not heavy at that age as well hopefully <laughs> well yeah i say that but but yeah they're they're not gonna get sick just from being outside um and when it comes to to classes because obviously a lot of people want to start early and we're starting to understand that we need to start you know, training um, or whatever that training at that age is pretty early, but people are still getting scared um, of puppy classes because obviously there's a lot of dogs in there that constantly like enter and exit the the building. So I think what's important is to pick your school correctly. Um, and you can always ask extra questions. So like if, you know, if, if the the studio or the room where the puppies are is it cleaned regularly is the equipment cleaned are other dogs um, which are not puppies also like all the older dogs are they vaccinated do does the school ask for that um and and then things like that just to give you a better picture of how they control you know the potential spread of of, of any disease um, but yeah, as you said, the the risk is so 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 tiny compared to the benefits that you're gonna get from just exposing your puppy to different kind of things. Um, 
And I think unless you have something to add to this question, that kind of lures, leads us, sorry, to to another um, point, which is basically, what is that socialization? Because it's a really fancy and cool word, but is it just dogs and people? Is it 100 dogs and 100 people that your puppy needs to meet? Is it, <laughs> what is that? What is socialization? Okay, yeah, this is a very good one because I think, just at like with you when we started out we you know they gave us a list whoever it was gave us a list and it was like you would tick off you okay puppy needed to meet you know however many dogs this type of dog a, a, a chicken a horse a person with a hat on you know these different things and you viewed it very prescriptively you know like it's something that you prescribe whereas that's not actually the case so Yes, you want to expose your puppy to different things. It's not just exposure. It's positive experiences with new, unfamiliar things. But it's it's qu- quality over quantity. And I think, yeah, do you, do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, I think, see, before we actually explore the quality over quantity, because that is um, a golden sentence that everyone needs to write <laughs> on their <laughs> foreheads. Um, but socialization in generally generally like it's not just letting your puppy play with as many dogs as you can within those few weeks um and be petted by as many different people as you can um because i think that we still kind of think that socialization is that so so when you think about socialization think about we're trying to create kind of like a neutral dog in different environments or on different objects so we need to think about about sounds, about you know textures under their paws, about unusual maybe objects that they're gonna see. And again, I always say to my clients to help you think about your daily life, where you're gonna walk, where you're gonna try to take your puppy, um, where you want maybe you're hoping that they're gonna participate somewhere, like in some of your activities. What are the objects, the sounds, the textures that they're gonna encounter there? So if I'm if my norm, like if I live next to the I don't know supermarket, they're gonna see the sliding doors, right? Maybe that could be one of the things that I want to introduce my puppy to. If um I don't know if I go to the gym and gym allows dogs, maybe I want to introduce my puppy to the gym environment. Obviously, we're gonna talk about that how to do it, but but having a list helps a little bit so again it's not as you said it's not just like any list from the internet and then you're just thinking that you just need to take all the all the wee boxes next to next to new um stimuli but um but having some sort of guidance could help if that makes sense (laughs) yeah so it's what's going to have to seem normal to your puppy when they're an adult So it could look different for a farm dog versus a dog that lives right in New York City. You know, those are different settings that that your dog will need to be able to cope with, to feel safe being around. And that's really what you want to create when you're socializing your puppy. Yeah, because you're you're never going to, I always say, you're not going to be able to introduce your puppy to absolutely everything you're going to encounter in their life because no, you never know where you're going to, you might end up in a farm and then <laughs> there's going to be a lot of things that your puppy's not introduced to. But, um, but at least 
when you start, just think about your environment and your, again, as I say, like, as you said, where, where does your puppy live? Why is the environment there? What are the objects? What are the sounds? What are the textures? All, all good things like that. Start thinking about it. And yeah, it's just introducing. So introducing your puppy to these things, it's not, they don't have to play with a plane, right? <laughs> they don't have to play with I don't know, a traffic cone, but you need to be aware that this exists. So now we can talk finally about what is quality over quantity. Um, yeah, what is that? <laughs> I love how I always just keep asking you questions. <laughs> start, but... Okay, okay. So let's use an example here. So Swift was a very nervous puppy right in some aspects he was very confident and his breeder did a very good job but in general you know it was just his disposition he was very nervous um of a lot of new things so if I was to have my list and really you know focus on getting him to experience as many new places and things and other dogs as possible and have him interact with absolutely every dog and every person in every situation focus on a ton of new sounds like that would have probably been too much for him and it could have actually probably had the opposite effect of what I wanted you know I could actually have been been actually creating a pessimistic dog instead of an optimistic dog which is what you want to do with socialization so with him we focused on new experiences that I knew he would be able to cope with making sure that those experiences are are positive, that are really, really good experiences, and then just slowly broadening his horizons, if I could put it like that, you know, just expanding his little safety bubble and just making sure everything was positive. So not focused about how much I did, but rather about the experiences that I did being very good. Yeah, because as you say, you know, if if your puppies at the beginning obviously every new thing is going to be they might be a little bit wary of that and it's going to yes depend on a puppy a lot and like on their genetics and things like that but um if if you see that your puppy got is a little bit unsure about i don't know i always use a traffic cone for whatever reason as an example but i think it's because i get a lot of people coming and saying to me that their puppy got a little bit frightened by traffic cone so i'm sorry really? <laughs> yeah because but you know, I'm talking about those uh, the the big ones, like yes. the big ones they have on the street. So obviously, because it's a novel thing, um, for for a dog again for a puppy. So if you see that they, you know, they're not entirely sure about it, don't drag them past it. Just no. that box that they saw a traffic cone, um, or they walked past it, right? So what we want to look for first of all, give them time so if they want to just watch it and just kind of like wander around that new object let them like this is part of um the exploration you know again think about yourself if you just saw something that you don't you're not exactly sure what that is i don't know a ghost (laughs) (laughs) you'll be you'll want someone to give you some time to kind of like process it right so give them time let them watch and you'll see that they might be coming a little bit closer to that corner. Maybe they back off a little bit. Um, I can reward that. Okay, so I'm going to reward away from that 
scary thing, but I'm going to reward that interaction that you came closer. You maybe sniffed a little bit, but normally with puppies, they're not like most of the puppies just need a little bit of time. So they just need to like walk around, maybe sniff. Um, maybe they're going to come closer. Maybe they're going to touch it. They're going to run back. They're going to come back again. So just stopping. And I, again, I know that we are all in a rush, but make sure when you're doing your socialization sessions, don't be in a rush. Don't be like, I have only five minutes and I need to just drag my puppy from A to B and I don't have time to, you know, stop and actually absorb the, the world. Um, so, so this is what we're talking about when we say quality, right? We, it's not just make your puppy see something regardless of how they feel. Or make your puppy interact with something if they if you like clearly see that they're scared isn't it yeah that's exactly it so don't force your puppy and i think above all things make sure your puppy feels safe and confident yeah and see i think what we should though discuss is the dog to dog interactions and that's especially where we need to think about quality over quantity yeah so you need to forget those hundred dogs that your you need to introduce your puppy over two weeks because what's gonna happen you're gonna start counting dogs on your walk and you're gonna let your puppy or or drag your puppy to every dog they see on the lead just just for the sake of you know ticking the box um we really want to make sure especially when you're introducing your puppy to older dogs that First of all, both dogs are comfortable because so many times I see um, puppies just terrorizing older dogs um, to the point where that older dog gets enough um, and, as people like to say, tells the puppy off. Um, do you want to expand on why that can be a bad thing <laughs> if the older dog tells the puppy off most of the time? Yeah, so generally you want to avoid anybody learning any bad habits or rehearsing any bad habits. The, the, you know, the older dog, yes, they do have the right to say no, but you don't actually want to put them in that, in that spot in the first place. Um, You don't want puppy to learn that it's actually fun terrorizing older dogs because there are puppies that learn that. (laughs) I don't know if you've (laughs) ever had that sky, but um, they they become dogs that like getting reactions out of other dogs. Um, so you want to make sure that the interaction is really positive for both, both parties' consent, right? Yeah. Yeah, and then and again, like, because why I'm saying this is because well, maybe it was a year ago actually, but I was in a local, it, you can't call it a dog park, but like the park where most people come with their dogs. Um, and I was with one of the dogs that I was walking at that time. Um, and I saw a person, a person came with their puppy and they let the puppy off the lead. And there was another, um, another person with their older dog, but the, the dog was probably like, I don't know, nine, 10 years old. Um, I'm guessing, but I mean, it was much older dog. Yeah. So the puppy was clearly terrorizing that old man. Um, old dog sorry um and and what what the what the puppy owner said is it, it's okay if if he if the 
that older dog tells the puppy off because he needs to learn the boundaries. So this is not the way to teach your puppy boundaries. Um, and that's why I'm, I always keep repeating to people that it's, yep, your puppy needs to meet other dogs in different shapes and forms and, and coats and all that and ages, but you need to still be supervising those interactions. You can't just let your puppy go do their business and hope that that way you're going to create a very, you know, friendly, neutral puppy, very neutral dog, right? Yeah. Because um, there's a lot of things like if, if again, depends on a puppy, but if the puppy gets scared enough, mm-hmm. you might start, you, you're, you're going to basically create a reactive dog, right? So the so many stories, and I'm, I'm guess honestly, I'm going to guess that every listener right now knows at least one story where a certain dog what what we would call hates a certain type of dog so oh he hates black labs or he hates I don't know like we chihuahuas and then when you start talking to that person you figure out that sometime when the dog was a puppy he got attacked by a I don't know, black lab. <laughs> so now he hates yeah. labs. So this is a thing. And just because we want to prevent that, like not always we might be able to, but at least where we can control that, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, right. So like ideally what you want to do in that situation, if you want to have a dog that has very good social skills, is actually teach them to respect the boundaries of the other dog you know so you actually want to teach them you know leave that dog and come to me come sniff over here come play with this other dog instead maybe tug with me you know give them an alternative that 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 also involves you as well because you don't want your dog on the other you know end of the spectrum you don't want your dog to just think that the second they see a other dog in a horizon they need to pull towards that and then everything else disappears they just need to go to the other dog and and, you know say hi or play or whatever so you still want to be in the picture regardless Mm. of whether they're dogs or not so all the things that you said could really help with that just building that engagement and that relationship as well with the pup right and i mean what a good time to practice your recall like what better than calling your puppy away from an adult dog that doesn't want to interact you know like that's very cool practicing your recall five in one (laughs) yes (laughs) so many wins in just one simple action right (laughs) right but that's puppy socialization hey um so one of my followers actually had a question which i i kind of want to explore as well because that falls into the same topic but are we ever done with socialization and can it be or what is too much of it so maybe the first part are we ever done is it like 16 weeks or whatever and you know the socialization period closes and that's it we can do nothing else okay so if if you look sort of at the scientific terminology if i can put it like that the socialization window it closes at around 14 or four months Uh at around four months so it could be a little bit different for some breeds um and you know you can talk to your trainer about how it could be different for your breed it might be a little bit shorter it might be a little bit longer 
but generally you know we work on four months so after that the socialization period is done so anything after that isn't really termed socialization anymore even though it is a common term that people use so that doesn't mean you cannot stop it means that you know you still have to continue with positive exposures so that your dog doesn't regress because regressions are also a thing i think if we look back at a lot of the dogs that went through covid you know they were socialized before covid and then covid and lockdown happened and they didn't interact with other dogs for maybe two years or other people a lot of those dogs came out reactive on the other side you know and it could be due to various things but you have to continually expose your dog positive exposures to to new things yeah well that that was actually a great example about covid but didn't we all say the same about ourselves that I don't know how to talk to people anymore? I don't know yes. how to social because we never we weren't practicing that for um, over like I don't know two years, right? So, so don't dogs are not robots either, and they're not just because they were fine with some things before, say, experience like COVID, they're gonna be fine after it. So, yeah, it needs to be continuous and you'll sometimes discover things that um, your adult dog gets a little bit unsure about. So I think it's, yeah, it's not going to be socialization anymore, but you could still follow the same kind of steps and the same protocol and give them time, slow, gradually, slowly, gradually, just introduce them again. Loads of positive experiences around that weird thing that they find scary. Um, and most dogs get over it really quickly. So with your help, obviously, but it, the same applies to, yeah, to older dogs as well. It doesn't, um, yeah, just because it's not a puppy anymore doesn't mean that we need to force them to do anything. Yeah. Um, and then the second part then is what is too much and is, can, can there be too much socialization? Can I over socialize my dog? Um, and if so, then how to prevent it? So what I would think, yeah, so if you're talking in terms of too much socialization equaling a dog that is like ignores you and is just super friendly to other dogs. Yeah. So I wouldn't say that that's too much socialization. I would actually just say that is not the best way to socialize, if I can put it like that, because socialization should actually include teaching your dog to focus on you and ignore other dogs and other people. So yes, new people, new dogs are cool, but it's also really cool to focus on mom and dad. Yeah, it's again, we're coming back to creating a neutral dog. So the dog that doesn't go um, either too excited about about something inside or gets too scared of that. So it's just, oh, well there's a car nice mom what do you have to say (laughs) you know like this is the this is the reaction we're aiming for in terms of a lot of like stimulus outside um when we're talking about socialization but i think yeah what, what the person meant is exactly that example about a dog that just thinks that they need to say hi to every person or they need to say hi to every dog um, so it's not really, as you said, it's not really too much social socialization. It's not too many people that that puppy seen. It's just it done improperly. Um, 
So if you want to do it properly, there's just that's just too much stuff probably to cover on a podcast. That's where you have, um, you know, professionals and 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 schools and and people that can teach you that. Um, but but yeah, definitely something to have in mind. Is that um. Do you have anything else to add in terms of puppies and socialization? Gosh, I think I think just just the things to keep in mind with your puppy yeah. in a situation. Are they coping? Are they feeling confident? Are they feeling safe? Um, very, very important. Take a descriptive approach and not a prescriptive approach, right? It's not a recipe. It's you know, like it's sort of a guideline, but make sure that it works for you and your puppy. And then just do your best. That's all. Yeah. And just take a deep breath as well. <laughs> we spoke about it, I think, in our last podcast episode. So have a listen, but just be kind to yourself as well. And if you feel lost, there's so much like nowadays, there's so many people that want to help new because I know it can be really overwhelming when you just get a puppy and you're, you you want to do things right. And it's just so much that you just get lost um, and end up doing nothing. So instead of that, just take a deep breath, write things down and then write your questions down. And there's loads of loads of resources um, for you to just yeah. help you in that, in that journey. <laughs> it's a hard journey, but it's worth worth doing your all, all the stuff. <laughs> because it pays pays big but pays off yeah when you're when your puppy's not a puppy anymore and then you see an, an a dog that can engage with you that you know is confident proud and then walks alongside you <laughs> so it's all worth it um yeah i think that is it in terms of socialization there's yeah. a lot of things that we could still cover in terms of like life with a puppy so if you guys are interested and you want us to talk about specific topics you can always give us a wee message you know slid into our dms we do love it <laughs> yes <laughs> um and as always give us a wee follow because we uh, we post the questions um or we give an opportunity for you to ask questions on our instagrams um and yeah thank you so much for listening it's I hope everyone's ready for Christmas. I'm so excited. <laughs> I keep saying that, but I'm literally counting days. I was like, see, look at your left hand, count the fingers. That's how I'm going to till Christmas. I'm just. <laughs> oh my gosh. I know. Well, <laughs> you can't see Christmas and birthdays are my weakness. <laughs> it's your strength. <laughs> well you would think that <laughs> but then you look at my bank account and it doesn't say it's my strength <laughs> it's definitely something else but yeah um i'm not sure if you're gonna speak to everyone before christmas or new year again but either way have a fabulous time and i can't wait to chat to you angelique and yes everyone in the next episode and merry christmas and happy Yay! new year <laughs>
But right, we need to stop before I start singing because we don't want that on this podcast. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Okay. Yeah. Bye. Bye.